Hey guys, this week's podcast is our free agency reaction episode. Welcome back, friends, to episode 103. It's been a while, but you're... been a good long it's while. It's been a very long while. It's, uh, what, since the Super Bowl ended? Yep. Had some stuff happen in our lives. I got a new job. Yeah. Got a baby on the way. He's got a baby on the way. Uh, for you, those who might not have known, I'm, I'm, I've been dating... A beautiful young lady for nine months. Her name also happens listen? to be Rachel. Just, she probably just in case won't. she's listening. Put just it all in out case, there. Just in case, and that you're listening there. Uh, so yeah, a little bit, a little something different going into last football season. That's different for both of us. Yep. But football never ends in the NFL. So fantasy wise, it never does. But you're here with the coach and commish, and we're going to try to talk through all these notable free agency pickups that are fantasy football relevant. As a, as a coach, I love a lot of the defensive pickups and the lineman pickups, but fantasy owners don't care about that. Let's go to the stat, guys. Yeah, and, I mean, just a note on the free agency overall, blah. I like, know. we Gross. <laughs> we were promised a little more, and things just haven't shaken down, or even well, big-time trades and, and nothing. It, I think it was compounded by the fact we haven't been on since all this, you know, trade rumors were going around. I mean, we yeah. had Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson on the trading block. Like, that doesn't happen every year. So we no. had her at this high where something's going to happen, then it didn't happen. Then we hit free agency and we just keep going That's down true. I mean, into Dak Prescott not did, that get, great. did get paid. He so did. That that happened while we were gone. So That's true. He he earned his. It's money. not exciting though. I, just, I, I wanted that big exciting move, mm. and I I don't think it's in this list. Really. So let's jump off right into the least exciting news: <laughs> Chicago Bears. All right, Allen Robinson was hoping to let be let go or traded, but he's franchise tag. Do you like the addition of Andy Dalton there? Does that excite you for <laughs> Allen Robinson owners? I mean, I I will give it an improvement over Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, but not a lot. Like. I mean, we know what Andy Dalton is. He can probably support the same thing that Allen Robinson was yeah. getting before. So I really just see it as look at last season, and that's more of the same what you're going to get. And last season was still good for Allen Robinson. Yeah. There. So even if it stays steady or a slight bump, we'll be happy. So here's a fun question. Okay. Is Andy Dalton the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with? Because I think the answer is easily yes. Yeah. You got that one, that yeah, Blake Bortles. The one little shining of Blake Bortles he benefited from. Yep. But then that was just a short-lived thing for Blake Bortles. But I mean, like, actual caliber of quarterback. That really stings for a great talent like Allen Robinson. <laughs> Andy, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is your best quarterback. In I all, know. Yeah. I feel for He's him. ever played with. I wanted him to come to Miami. Not that Tua <laughs> is that much better right now, but... <laughs> But anyways, let's go to the keeping in the NFC North. And speaking of the Dolphins, we almost were in on this guy, oh. Aaron Jones. But he said, I'm going to stay home with Green Bay. I was a little surprised, to be honest with you. I thought that he was going to take yeah. the bag. I kind of got my hopes up as a Dolphins fan. I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? This is an extreme talent. The one part that I'm not so um, – that didn't, it didn't let me down too much was that I don't like paying a running back. So I think we'll be all right without it. But – yeah, I think it's best-case scenario for Aaron Jones. Stay where he's at with Aaron Rodgers. Touchdowns plenty. They paid him. Yeah. So. Well, you look at uh, A.J. Dillon. Like, these are, you know, owners of A.J. Dillon. More dynasty. Really, dynasty like, league. But. Yeah, you're not keeping them in a regular league either. But dynasty, deep dynasty league, A.J. Dillon owners, are they 
are they like, man, now are they going to trade him away or should we still keep him? I think the value is so low that you can't trade him away if you're in a dynasty league, um, but it sucks. I mean, he, he had an opportunity to be potentially a top 12 running back, and now that's looking like he's, I don't know, if he, he won't be an RB2 probably. Right, so uh, let's let's move on here. We're going to camp here for a second. Place of land of running backs right now. <laughs> the Houston Texans, who their whole offseason has just been crazy from how their front office is and now the situation the quarterback is in. Um, terrible situation there, but they're running backs. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, what's going on? They had David Johnson there, Mark Ingram. Okay, one two punch there, but Philip Lindsay, who I still think is a serviceable back, is now joining the club there. That's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, so I'll ask you the question, Chris. What? How do you think it breaks down? If this is the way the backfield looks come September. What's the like? Who's getting what? Because to me, like you said, it's just a mess there. What What are we doing with this? I I think Mark Ingram is on the decline. Okay, I would and agree. So he's gonna bump. I think back. he was brought in as a veteran presence, really, yeah. and that's it. And and they're gonna see how much David Johnson still has in his legs. And and Philip Lindsay, I think, signed there, knowing that hey, if I compete, I can be better than both these older guys. Because running running back shelf life is is only three to five years. Who do you most like? Of the time. Who you like best? In this backfield, I like Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, okay. Because they're going to be in uh, shotgun, uh, come come from behind situation all the time in, yeah. in Houston. So I, I like him. I just don't know how it's going to break down. I mean, I'll be honest. I th- it just doesn't make sense to me why you would have David Johnson and Philip Lindsay, who seem mm-hmm. to be more of. I mean, they're, they're both three down backs in their skill set, but they lean more towards the pass catching ability. Is I don't know. Would you agree with that? Yeah. My question to you. Uh, where would you draft them? If you're if you're a redraft, just a regular snake draft. Not ready for draft yet, Chris. Where <laughs> would you take these three? Would you take them before so or Mark, after the fifteenth round? Mark Ingram would not be drafted. <laughs> he um, said fifteenth round. Yeah. So after the fifteenth round for for Mark Ingram, uh, because of being there last year, I think David Johnson still has that. Um, kind of end of your bench guy, just wait and see. But honestly, they're kind of in the same area, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. You're probably it, – it'll ch- a lot will change, but I would say you're looking towards the end of your draft at like, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. Well, uh, these first couple of ones I'm bringing up are a ton of running backs. So let's go over to Las Vegas Raiders. A surprise signing, at least for the money that they gave them, Kenyon Drake, my boy, I yeah. love him, is now joining forces with Josh Jacobs. In Las Vegas. More grossness. Very gross. <laughs> you think this is going to be, because they gave him, what, $10 million guaranteed or something yeah, of that nature? he's going to have a role. Does that scare you as a Josh Jacob owner? 100%. I'm like, <sighs> I mean, we have him in a league together yeah, where we, we potentially could keep him, <laughs> and there is no way. Like, it's, it's an auction one, so the, the money wouldn't make sense anyways. But as far as, like, drafting him, he's... He's an RB2 easily now. He's definitely not an RB1 yeah. anymore. I would put him, you know, fourth round now. In the reshuffling of the offensive line there, I know we're going a little deeper, but this affects the run game. They they had a very expensive offensive line. Yeah. But they were very good linemen, and they're just sending them off for third-round picks. So they're shuffling that O-line. So there might be a little bit less when it comes to running room for these running backs. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks all around. He, he, Kenyon Drake basically killed his value as well because you thought maybe there was potential he signed somewhere where he could be the lead back. And 
it's going to be, I won't, I won't say it's 50, 50. I think it's still Jacob's backfield, but it's going to be a 40, 60. It's, it's going to be a lot of carries going between split between the two of them. Nobody's going to get that workhorse role that you need for fantasy. Yeah. That was a lot of money there. Uh, let's go to Marlon Mack. I think I just accidentally skipped over this re-signing with the Colts. He was out last year with the, uh, was it the Achilles injury. Now, does is that a crowded backfield in Indianapolis? Um, I I don't think so. Some people will think that Marlon Mack signing really hurts Jonathan Taylor, and that you need to bump him way down because they'll compete. And it, you know, kind of a similar situation as who, who else is there? Kenyon in Drake is Wilkins. What's um? Uh, Jordan Wilkins is he still signed? I can't remember. Yeah, I, mean, I we'll think look more of that later. I think he's one of the only other running backs that they have under contract. I don't think Hines is under contract okay yeah i don't think i think heinz is wait he might be getting signed. Or as ryan would say heinies heinies i think he <laughs> yeah I, we gotta look back at that but still jonathan taylor but my point was that i don't think it hurts jonathan taylor okay. that much i think he won the backfield marlon mack is going to be the more complimentary come in when you know for the breather but i mean it's it's not the best yeah. <laughs> you would have liked it to be just naeem Hines or just somebody who's like a pass catching back there yeah, I, I agree with you there. So let's go to your place in Miami. Will Fuller signing. Got to wait a few games with the PEDs. I had to wait and wait for this signing here. That's <laughs> The Dolphins had, I mean, they didn't have a ton of money. Uh, they had a good amount of money, and they've needed wide receivers. And I just watched everybody get picked off. Like, Allen Robinson signed his, or, yeah, he did. He just did he signed he's it. now signed his franchise tag. And I'm just like, that's who I wanted. So Galladay was who I was holding out for, who we'll get to later. Um, but Will Fuller, it doesn't excite me that much. I think it's worth it for the team because it's a one-year deal. Um, yeah. That's really what we saw in this this free agency is that there's just no money. The The cap went down for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and uh, people just aren't getting paid. So a lot of people are staying, I think, with their teams, realizing that they can't get the payday now, take that one-year deal, and then try to get paid next year when it's going to go up. Yeah, cap goes back up. But for fantasy, um, Will Fuller, I think – I mean, it'll help Tua if you have him in a dynasty. That'll help Tua. It hurts your Devontae Parker probably, but you knew they were going to explore other options at wide receiver. There's still an opportunity for them in the draft to draft a wide receiver. Uh, For Will Fuller himself, he's going to be somebody that it depends on where he ends up in drafts, whether I like him or not. Like I would consider him a good low-end wide receiver too if they don't add a significant rookie wide receiver. So like... He'd be somebody to he'd be a good boom bust one. That's what he's always been in his career. Yeah. Um, if he can take that slant to the house that you know Tua loves to to throw. Okay. All right. So this franchise took everybody's stimulus check and just spent it on a ton of free agents. The Patriots signed a lot of guys, but let's go over their fantasy relevant dudes. And well, they brought back Cam Newton. I forgot to put that there, but I really want to look at. We'll, we'll talk about Cam, but Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, with two tight ends. And then Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne with like good deals, yeah, for these players. What's what's your gut reaction to all these Patriots signings? As a Dolphin fan, don't try, don't <laughs> a little unbiased, please. As a Dolphins fan, they're back in relevancy. Yeah. Um, as a fantasy fan, I don't really want any of these players. Like this, this is not good. It's a low pop passing offense to begin with with Cam. I mean, one of the lowest we've seen in history. I mean, he. Yeah. What did he have like? three or four passing touchdowns. Like it was, it was single digit, whatever it was. It was awful. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So 
I don't know. Is there somebody in this group that you think will provide value come draft time, or is it just all a wash? It could be a wash. John U. Smith obviously loses value from where he was drafted when he was a Titan, but mm-hmm. he was still kind of disappointing to owners last year. But with his ability after the catch allows him to be a, a, big, a bigger threat than Hunter Henry when Henry's more of just kind of pick up chunks and then and not no small chunks and red zone target. Johnu will be used a little more like a receiver out there. He's the more athletic of the yeah. two. And then the receiver is born. They like him a lot. He's got speed, but a great blocker because they're going to still be run first. And Nelson Aguilar, I don't, I'm not too excited, but 22 million, man. That's good for him. He made some money there, but yeah. I'm not going to draft these guys. So the next next guy I want to move on to is Kenny Galladay because I think that's Ooh-wee. the that's the biggest like move yeah. that happened in free agency. Took the longest, but we got there. I know. I'm curious, Jake Seeley, how you you excited <laughs> about this? Because Kenny Galladay is now a giant. Yeah. And uh, it took me by surprise a little bit. I didn't think he would sign with them. They they paid him. And he got he got his money. He got his money. He, but. Is that a great fit for him? Is, is will Danny Dimes, our boy over there, make get him the ball like Matthew Stafford did? No. I'm like, you got your payday, but you could have gone a better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably one of the only offers he got. As like as we were talking about with the mm. salary cap going down, this was probably the best he was going to get. He's figuring he'll be in New York, get those endorsements. But for fantasy wise, it hurts him. Uh, what do you, what is your outlook for Danny Dimes, uh, Daniel Jones this coming season? Do you think he can with these weapons now? He was disappointing upgrade last year. or level up. We all a lot of people had him uh, like QB fifteen and and higher. Some people put him in the top twelve for QBs. Remember that in yeah. preseason rankings because we thought he would be trending up. Now losing his running back and Saquon Barkley kind of hurt him. Yep, and his tight end Evan Ingram kept getting hurt every other day. Uh, but I think he is not a QB1 status right now. He could be that sleeper pick come come fantasy draft time that we might all be saying, oh, he's a sleeper, he's a sleeper with how that offense might look. Yeah. But I wouldn't put faith in him right it's, now. It's, I mean, it's really the rushing ability. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, yeah, this is the year for Mr. Jones. He needs to do something or the Giants are going to move on. Yep. I'm going to hit three of these guys real fast. Juju staying with Pittsburgh, you like that? Uh, for him or for fantasy in general? <laughs> for him, it's probably the best that mm-hmm. he could have done. For fantasy, it sucks because, you know, Dante Moncrief was seeming like he would have a, a great role in that offense, but now it's looking like you're at the three-headed monster again between Claypool, him, and Juju. So I don't really like it as much. The next guy, Chris Godwin, same thing, stayed with his team. Uh, I think that was a franchise tag. Yeah, franchise tag. I, I like – I mean, he's, I think he'll still be relevant – um, he might be slightly better now with Brady set, you know, year two with that offense. I think so. I think he could be, he's one, this is like, I feel like this is the first time I've said this, but like, this is like, he could improve his value from last year. Mm. Like a lot of people are going to be sour on the fact that they drafted him as like a top. I mean, he was going top five wide receivers yeah. I and mean, he was, he was highly touted with Brady now there, but Antonio Brown has not resigned with them. So it's just him and Mike Evans. Like you said, another year with Brady, if he can stay healthy, it seems to have been an issue in the last well, year or so. broke his finger, stuff like that. Which but, you need your fingers to catch a ball. Yeah, so I don't think he's injury prone. So if I I believe he'll fall to the point where he'll be kind of a low-end one or even a high-end two 
as far as drafting, and I'll take him there. I mean, I think I think he's still a talented player. All right, we got two more going here. Jameis Winston signing with New Orleans. You like it? For for him, for Michael Thomas, if he starts. Like, that's that's where we're at. I, I don't know if he's going to start over Taysom Hill. Just yeah. for those of you who don't know, Taysom Hill kind of worked his contract around so that now they could have both of them. And it looks like either of them are getting paid to be the mm-hmm. starter, so we don't know who's going to start. Right. If Winston starts, it really hurts um, Kamara because okay. Breeze hit, hit, hit Kamara all the time. So Breeze retirement, Alvin Kamara owners were like, oh, that's so sad because yeah. Breeze was checking down in his old age and kept getting the ball out to space to Kamara. Winston is more, I'm going to keep chucking it downfield. Yeah, so that's kind of why I mentioned the Michael Thomas part of it. I think if he wins the job, Michael Thomas is another one of those that might be underrated in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were burned by him. But the name may carry. And I think the name carries it. Yeah. And then the Washington football team. I actually put their uh, old name. This here. one saddens me. Signing of Fitz Magic, our podcast favorite. Yeah. And Curtis Samuel. Some offensive weapons going in there with a really underrated defense with a great defensive line. A good running back in Antonio Gibson that everyone's fallen in love with. You put that with scary Terry McLaurin outside. He gets his Ohio State teammate Curtis Samuel on the other side, yep. who can do a ton of different things, you know, with the way we saw him used in Carolina. Now they got a quarterback in Fitzpatrick that could they could give you another year or two if you're still looking for the future franchise quarterback. Yeah, I like it. I mean, for McLaurin, Fitzpatrick is great, I think. Um, as far as the options that were out there at quarterback, this is probably one of the best you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Curtis Samuel, I mean, he's going back to Ron Rivera in a system he probably knows. That'll that'll bode well for him. And the only one I think it really hurts is Gibson. Um, because of Curtis Samuel's kind of gadgetry, you might yeah, lose some of that um, – passing work that Gibson seemed to be getting control of. Um, I don't know what this, I mean, McKissick is another one you could mention in deep leagues, but uh, yeah, next year I won't be interested in him with Curtis Samuel and Gibson in the backfield. Gotcha. I like that. But let's, uh, right before we, we close it out here, let's talk about some situations that we got better with that someone leaving town. Yes, we got to, the free agency was so bad that we need to talk about some good stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about some stuff or a situation where somebody left and it just made that that player have a better value now because someone under them or on their team has left them. So I'll let you kick it off, Chris. Who's who do you got? All right, I got DJ Moore in Carolina. Okay, with, with Samuel Curtis Samuel was frustrated. Nice segue there. Every, we just talked yeah, about Samuel. Every fantasy owner that had DJ Moore last year because they just kept giving the ball to Samuel in weird ways, and we all wanted the ball to go to DJ Moore. Yeah, and I think now with him leaving, that gives him a little more defined role. Hopefully. A better quarterback situation helps him out, but that's just one less mouth to feed for DJ Moore. Mine would be AJ Brown. I um, love your pick. Yeah, this this one to me is just a, a slam dunk with Corey Davis gone. Now they could still draft a high end wide receiver, but mm. that to me is the worst case scenario, and it's not that bad of a scenario because it's going to be a rookie. He's not going to be um, as ready to go as AJ Brown, so he has the number one role. And if he can stay healthy, I think he's just going to gobble up all the targets that the Titans have to offer. So he's somebody that I'm going to be looking at in drafts. This is a terrible thing to say because all of our <laughs> league mates are listening. But I think that he's somebody that you'll, you're you going to get a pretty good value at to where he'll be, you know, probably looking at – I think he'll be drafted from that 8 to 10 to 12 range, and I think he has the potential to be, like, top six. Ooh, so. top six. You heard it here first. 
All right, talking about our league mates, you got some a quick shout out to our seven five seven league commish. Yeah, so I mean, before we close this up, we just wanted to seeing as um we're in the off season now, now is the time to think about all those rule changes. So if you have an idea, something you want to do, hit me up. Um, just this goes for everybody, people in other leagues. This is the time. You when you're in the off season, now is when you can make those changes. It's too late when the season starts. So yeah. it's it's just easy to forget. You get into the off season mode. Football's not on the mind, and just just to remember that now is the time to go in there and make those changes. Yeah. So that's it for us today. You probably see us more at the end of April. When the NFL draft comes around, we'll probably jump on either before or after, uh, just to talk about our one reactions. little bonus here from the coach, Ooh. who's a who's a player. I know you follow draft pretty pretty intensely, so who's a player you're excited to come in the NFL? Uh, Chase out of LSU. He's, That's who I want the Dolphins. He to is get. a phenomenal wide receiver that will be pick number one in every dynasty draft and probably the top rookie drafted in every fantasy draft in august and should be depending on where he lands but no matter where he lands he's that great of a wideout i like it yep so that's it guys we'll see you in about a month uh like and subscribe you know how to follow us and deuces tim <laughs>